Welcome in to the 100th episode of One Time for the Fan. I'm your special guest, Miles Garrett. Let's start the show. One time for the fan, one time for the fan is your boy Jack Spay. We are back on the 100th episode of One Time for the Fan. Got the homie Bodie 3000 here with me. And of course, our special guest, our very good friend, uh, Miles Garrett, the GOAT. What's up, man? How's everything going, Miles? Doing pretty good, fellas. How y'all doing? Can't call it, man. man. Great day to be a Falcons fan, man. It is. Very good day to be a Falcons fan. Falcon fans in the chat, Falcon fans listening, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get us, uh, wherever you listen to us, shout out to you all. Um, for those of you watching here on YouTube or Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever you're at, um, shout out to you all as well. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here on One Time for the Fan. Miles, every time you come back to the podcast, there's always something new going on with the Atlanta Falcons. And this is just an exciting time um, for Falcons fans because the draft is now done um, and it's pretty much time to get to work. I mean, it's a lot is on paper, but time for these young cats and uh, the, the the team to get to, get to the field shortly. But Bodie, how you been doing, brother? Man, like I say it's a great day. It's a great day. We got a great guest here. We just we finna break down this draft. I can't wait to hear what you got to say, Miles. This is gonna be a great show. It definitely can't is. wait. It definitely is. Um, Falcon fans in the chat, definitely bring your questions, uh, your comments to the chat. You know we love uh, to read them on the screen. So definitely, uh, we want to involve everybody tonight so i know y'all have a lot of questions and a lot of comments about what happened with the draft um i know people's asking about the jalen carter question so we'll, we'll definitely get that in uh somewhere tonight uh deshaun's in the chat once again he always comes with some 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 song lyrics man deshaun's trying to be the next <laughs> member of southern silk man uh he said i wish y'all want this party started off right y'all want this party started off quickly Set it off five six jets, y'all. Set it off five six jets. Man, Deshaun, you already know what it is, man. We lit. Oh man, lit. on the left, <laughs> on the right. Ah, Miles, you trying to jam with us tonight? Because we got a lot. Oh, of absolutely. Keep them going. So much going here. <laughs> I love yeah. Ice Cold Wolf. Uh, peace and blessings, man. Peace and blessings to you, Ice Cold Wolf, as well. Let's see, what we got here Jeff Wolf. Already with another question, Jeff. We'll get to that question here shortly. Uh, Justin Newman, what's good? Got a lot going on. Jeremiah Williams, what's good? What's good? Hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Know we got a lot to talk about tonight. Special guest, Miles Garrett. Goat is with us. Eric Parker's in the chat, too, as well. Die Hard Atlanta Falcon fan. Another podcast, too, as well. Uh, positive podcast out here talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Out of your Falcon mind. 
Um, so you just got to practice, but I had to congratulate you guys on 100. Congrats to Miles on the Emmy nomination. Oh, yes, mm. Miles to use what Emmy nomination. Congrats to you, Congrats. Sir. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> please invite me to the after party. I'm sure you're gonna get the course. Uh, he said, Keep doing what you are doing. Much love. Looking forward to watching tomorrow. I believe that's uh, probably John. Um, yes, John, out of your back of mind. Yeah, great show. Haircut, buddy, or product? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I would say it's uh well I got more hair than him I'm sure so it's it's fine it's fine I don't know what happened to John, uh, Jack there but it's uh, just me and you here we yeah. go nope so he pops right nope it's not nope it's not I got, I, got, I got the fat fingers y'all I'm sorry I got fat fingers man I'm sorry mm. I'm sorry hit the wrong button there oh uh, yeah but haircut uh haircut buddy or product what you got in there that soul glow oh no nah, man these are natural fruits and berries you didn't see uh gosh <laughs> you didn't see coming to america <laughs> where did you find that yeah, what, what was that 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 uh that so glow <laughs> let it shine through yeah come on man Just that's that classic sexual chocolate don't get me started <laughs> sexual chocolate carrie's in the chat she was with us on draft night too as well uh, she said what's up jack bodie and miles excited for the show tonight um, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in the chat. Bring your questions, bring your comments. We'll talk about the draft. Sterling Woods is here. He said, what's going on, everyone? We'll shout out to Sterling Woods, too, as well. Yes, uh, Q is in the chat. Dan Burst is in the chat. It's a lot. So let's get straight, straight to it. Miles, how do you think the Atlanta Falcons draft uh, went, in your opinion? Because um, a lot of fans have a lot to say about the first pick and the second pick. And, you know, the People people always question what the Falcons do, especially right now in a position where we want to see the team win. Uh, people are excited for the offseason already with the free agents that came in and in the draft. But there was a lot of questions about some of the picks from Falcon fans. But just in your opinion, um, Emmy nominated too as well, Miles Garrett. Please let us know uh, how you think the Falcons did uh, with the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I will preface by saying that I think that it's – always too early now to sort of get a full dissection on what I think the class is going to turn out to be, because we don't know. I mean, I, if you had asked me this after every draft class, I would have had a different opinion than what actually panned out with that draft mm -hmm. class. That being said, um, I do love the pick of B. John Robinson. I know there's a lot of Falcons fans out there who were a little upset at that pick uh, cough, cough, a lot of Georgia fans specifically, Mm -hmm. um for maybe another player who was on the board at that mm -hmm. point and mm -hmm. it's hard to blame them because you could argue that defensive tackle defensive line maybe edge rusher was a bigger need for this team maybe even defensive back was a bigger need for this team but I think what the Atlanta Falcons and Terry Fontenot have shown and this has become a theme now it was it was a habit now it's a theme they are mm -hmm. taking the best player available on their board no matter what position that is granted mm -hmm. it's worked out the last two seasons that maybe i mean kyle pitts may be an outlier because that was a year where they needed quite a little bit of everything but he was mm -hmm. just the best player on the board last year drake london the first wide receiver taken this year you can make the argument Bijan robinson was a top three player in this draft class and they got him at pick number eight that's tremendous value again i know the jalen carter thing i think the Falcons have added another theme to their arsenal of not adding any players whatsoever with any checkered pass. I know the Deshaun Watson thing that happened, but I think that outside of that whole Deshaun Watson scenario, mm -hmm. they have a type for their players. They, they want guys who are completely bought in, completely bought into what they're doing 
with this rebuild, what Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's vision is, the culture. Terry Fontenot preached this a lot when I interviewed him up in uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, with, yeah, combine. Fit. Yeah, mm -hmm. at, at, at the combine, talking a lot about culture fit. Um, and it, it's funny because interviewing B. John Robinson, you could kind of get that sense of how he fits with these Atlanta Falcons. Because if you go into the Falcons locker room and you talk to these players, he does the, – the, the players all have sort of a similar answer in regards to their buy-in for the team and their vision for the team. So it is similar in that regard. So overall, I think it was a great pick, doubling down on the running back position. And it isn't as much doubling down as a lot of people seem to think that it is because they say the Falcons have running back. They have Tyler Algier. They have Cordell Patterson, Caleb Huntley. It's not as black and white as that. Cordell Patterson, wrong side of 30 years old for a running back. He still probably has some juice left in the tank, but mm -hmm. we've seen the last two years, he has sort of trailed off at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Caleb Huntley coming mm -hmm. back from an Achilles injury. That is a mm -hmm. very, very serious injury to come back from as a running back. So you have and to Avery Williams, you don't even play him much. I mean, you list him as a running back with these special teams, but you exactly. get a little flex plan every now and then with Avery, but he's not going to be your first, second, or third down going mm -hmm. forward. So yeah. Absolutely. And you look at how this offense is designed. It is a run first offense. So mm -hmm. you want to have the best possible player lining up at running back for that role. And Arthur Smith said this in the press conferences afterwards. He's not just going to be lining up in those running back roles. I think the Falcons are going to use Bijan Robinson much like the 49ers use Debo Samuel. I think yes. he's going to be a yep. flex player. He's going to be out of the backfield. He's going to be catching passes. I think he's going to be doing a little bit of everything. So you have a lot of positionless football. They're going to be playing a lot of different formations where they're going to just pound it down your throat. And I think that it's a huge I think reflection of what this offense is because defenses nowadays are not built to handle smash mouth football. They're built to handle those passing attacks. I think Arthur Smith's offense is kind of rare in today's NFL outside of maybe the 49ers who do run the ball more than other teams. So hmm. those are all my thoughts. I know I'm probably missing a couple things um, on the no, you're doing well. first I mean, This is why you're Emmy nominated. I mean, you're, you're really <laughs> Get out of here. doing good here, but well, Arthur Smith, my question to you is, um, him coaching with this style of a run first offense in a pass heavy league. I mean, people talked about that so much where this is a passing league first and then you kind of run after that, but he wants to take the plan differently and use the run first approach. Um, it worked last season. You added Bijan Robinson. Um, is, is this really the impact that they needed with Bijan Robinson? I mean, it, can you really add to the backfield? I mean, could it, could it have got a, 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 a Another running back in the third round who can do the same impact as Bijan, or no, you had to go get the number one running back in college football. Well, I, I think you could you could get a running back that you like. I mean, a value. I mean, I, I actually thought Jameer Gibbs would maybe be available in the second round. I didn't realize he'd be I'm taken as high as he would. Be, I don't think anyone did for that matter. But um, I think it just goes back to positional rankings like B. John Robinson. Again, you're picking at pick number eight. Who all is on the board right now? You're not going to trade back. You're not going to trade up. Who right here is the top guy on your board? If I had to theoretically think of that board, I would assume Jalen Carter and B. John Robinson would be those top two guys because mm -hmm. overall they're generally considered top three, top five players overall for what this draft class was. So because of that, I don't see why you don't take it because I said this before the draft. I think the Falcons were in a very good spot in that I could understand an argument for almost every single position on the board if you took mm -hmm. it. Like if they drafted a cornerback, I could understand it. If they drafted 
a, like a quarterback even. I don't agree with drafting a quarterback, but if they did, I we, could see. We, we understand. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like th- th- there was an argument for almost every single position on the board, which is a great place to be mm-hmm. if you don't have a huge glaring specific need. I think the Falcons handled a lot of their business in free agency on the defensive side of the ball, getting guys like Khalil Campbell, Bud Dupree, mm-hmm. uh, David Onyemata on the defensive line, on the interior. So there's a lot of guys they added on that side. It's going to be a lot of cuts on that side of the ball too. So mm-hmm. you have to consider that. And then you add a top player like Bijan Robinson. I think that this offense, you're going to see it taken to new heights because I think we saw two different things these first two seasons. The first season with Arthur Smith, Matt Ryan was there. They were passing the ball a little bit more than they did this past season with Marcus Mariota because naturally Matt Ryan is a better passing quarterback. Whereas Marcus Mariota, you had more of an option to run the ball. He's a bit more of a running quarterback. So Mm -hmm. the offense changed as a result. I think Desmond Ritter, you're going to have more of that balance that Arthur Smith has been looking for for the last two years where he does have options. He is a game manager. He now has threats with Drake London, Matt Collins, Scotty Miller, and Bijan Robinson as well. He's got a lot of toys to play with here, and a lot John of John Smith as well too. Johnu mm-hmm. Smith, exactly. So this yep. is the option. Falcon fans, bring your questions, bring your comments to the chat. See a lot of y'all are um, just getting them in. We're gonna get everything as much as we can here. Uh, no, one more question yeah. for you, Miles. Bodie, I, I know you got a quick. Go ahead, Bodie. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. I do. I know you do. I know you do. It's my turn. It's my turn. Okay, you can't have it all. All right, um, Bodie, you got it. Let's have a little fun here, Miles. Um, will Bijan Robinson break Tyler Algiers' uh, rookie rushing record this season? In your that's, that's a very good question. And for fantasy football folks, I'm going to say no, but I will say I think he's going to have more all purpose. I, I, I love that. I think he's going to almost split what he does rushing as he does receiving. Um, I think he's going to be used a hell of a lot more uh, catching balls than people think he's going to. So, mm-hmm. and whether that is classified as a run, I'm not sure. I think it'll be, there'll be a lot of plays where, you know, it'll be a toss to him, but it would be technically classified as a forward pass or something mm-hmm. of, of that nature. Um, I'm going to temper my expectations. Do I think he has the ability? A hundred percent. I mean, he's the most talented running back to come out since Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. So based on a talent perspective and what and what Arthur Smith's schemes are able to do, I have no doubt that he could if he's used that way and he stays healthy. I just think that they're going to get really super creative with how they use Bijan this year. Agreed. I think uh, I agree with that totally. I think that it's going to be a super balance. I mean, you have a thousand yard rusher last year, like with Algier. So, uh, you know, we're not just throwing him, you know, pushing him to the side. I think it's, it's definitely going to be a balance. And then we have CP. It's just – They have so the ability to keep him fresh, too, if they exactly. want. They, they don't need to overuse him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And hopefully he's not blocking most of the time like uh, Kyle Pitts has been uh, for the past – for the last <laughs> year. Falcon fans, bring your questions, bring your comments to the chat. Hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. We're going to get to the uh, draft recap here shortly. We're going to uh, split the screen and – uh go to the falcons website real quick and uh show all the picks and we'll talk about this here shortly but uh miles real quick for you on terry um i've, I've heard a lot of other gms in the league uh say one thing and then go a different route um you've interviewed you've interviewed terry's uh, a lot of times um has he stuck to the plan from what you heard from day one or is it you know is it 
kind of like you know they're kind of going different routes to leading the media a different direction and they go this way i mean i see from what you hear in the interviews when you're talking to him and you're questioning him does he sound like you know this is the route that they're going with the falcons they're going to stick to this route and it's like they're dead on with it they're spot sorry they're spot on with what they're doing I will say this about Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith because they are very much on the same page about this. They do not like to give anything away, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. To that extent, though, I highly recommend reading uh, an article. I believe it was posted by uh, uh, Jeff Schultz with The Athletic um, mm-hmm. talking about it – was, it was, I believe it was a one-on-one interview with Arthur Blank. Shout and that was the most telling to me because – in that interview, Arthur Blank revealed what that plan had been on a law all along, and what that plan is makes complete sense for what this team has done over the course of, I guess, now three years. You can say leading up to the last two years. But in that article, what he says is when they first took the job, it was a matter of basically staying afloat for the first two years. We're going to put together a very competitive football team the best that we can with the salary cap restraints. I mean, Arthur Blank knew it. Everyone knew the restraints that this team had over the last two seasons. And I think you saw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially last year, there were so many predictions. Falcons are going to go two and 15. It's going to be the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. And every single game, no matter what opponent it was, maybe outside of that Cincinnati game, they were in it every yeah, single time. Oh, yeah. Until the last drive, probably. It was almost weird how much it was coming down to the last drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's what was said there. Arthur Blank mentioned that it was going to be a three-year process to where now this third year is where we see that big jump because now you add nine players on defense. You you finally have an offense that is put together the way you want it. You no longer have Matt Ryan. You don't have the stopgap quarterback anymore. We don't mm-hmm. we don't know what, what Desmond Ritter has to offer yet, but he was drafted by this regime, and they have trust him going forward. Yep. You have – your weapons now over three years now that you've spent first round picks as an investment on this offense. You have Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and now B. John Robinson and a rookie from last year who rushed for over a thousand yards. So Mm -hmm. this offense is tailor-made to what this regime wanted. You re-signed Chris Lindstrom to a record deal. You re-signed Jake Matthews. You re-signed Caleb McGarry. This Mm -hmm. offense is now this regime's. On the defensive side of the ball, it's all guys you've added basically in one offseason. I mean, granted, there's some other guys that have been stayaways, but Richie Grant took mm-hmm. over after sitting a year. Mm-hmm. Saw what he did last year, performed very well. You take on A.J. Terrell's fifth-year option. That's another reflection of this regime. Jesse Shout Bates now AJ, yep. secondary. Mm-hmm. You add Jeff Okuda, Mike Hughes, David Onyemata. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on. Troy Anderson yep. started the last four games as a rookie. Will probably start this year. Mm-hmm. You re-signed Grady Jarrett. I mean – it Zoe goes Carter. all over the board. Mm-hmm. This team is now this regime. For the last two years, we haven't been able to say that because it's just been one-year rentals, two-year rentals, guys who have come in just to field that competitive team like Arthur Blank was saying. And you saw they went 7-10 and 10 two years in a row the, last, the, the, the past two years. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first year where we actually see what Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have actually been putting together because now they've actually been able to. Mm. Bodie, that's big. A lot already in the first twenty minutes, man. We haven't even got to the uh, <laughs> we didn't to, got to the, the second the players pick. yet. <laughs> yeah, I think let's let's go ahead and go to the next pick because I got questions for him about our next pick. Sure. Well, we do have some. Let's go to the chat here. See what the chat's doing. Got Matthew Bass in the chat. He said, "Rise up, fellas." Rise got some up, diehard Atlanta up. Falcon fans in here. I mean, it's always good to talk with Atlanta Falcon fans. 
Uh, Pamela Johnson said uh, Bijan was Arthur's pick all along. I wouldn't doubt I was, that. Is that an Arthur pick? I mean, fans usually say that, oh, that's a Nielsen pick. That's a uh, offensive pick. That's a, that's that's our oh, coach. I one thousand percent believe that Zach Harrison is a Nielsen pick. <laughs> yeah, I agree I, with that. He he said, yeah, y'all go get me him. That's how I feel. That's I'd agree with that. Yeah, because for the longest time, I was thinking if because I had a pick for a while that they I thought they had a vibe that maybe they were going to go after a guy like Lucas Van Ness because to me Van Ness that. fit what Nielsen is as a defensive coordinator. So yes. in that regard, I thought he was going to be that. Because, um, yeah, I agree with you. Zach Harrison does very much seem like a Ryan Nielsen pick. And, of course, I mean, it's hard to say that Bijan isn't an Arthur pick because it's his offense. He's a prototype running back. How do you not say that's Arthur Smith? So mm-hmm. who knows who it actually was, but, I mean, it's hard to think it wasn't. Justin, we got a question for you, Miles. Um, who do you think was an inter- uh, interesting pick in the draft and why for the Falcons? Interesting pick. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I think a lot of not speaking, I, I won't say myself, but I think the consensus among a lot of Falcons fans, based on what I've seen on Twitter, the head scratchers seem to be Matthew Bergeron um, mm-hmm. because of where he was taken the trade up to get him uh, when, you know, there was guys like Keon White available at a Georgia Tech, uh, the defensive end who, you know, also Brian Branch, another guy from Alabama who, supposedly there was interest in um but i think matthew bergeron i guess maybe this is i hope this is a segue into the second pick that they had but um i think with bergeron you see the investment again with this offense and also not only that they released video today the dallas cowboys of their first round pick at pick yeah. six mm-hmm. they were between bergeron and i forgot the guy they picked the mazi smith, smith. mazi smith was a guy from michigan state or michigan yeah. michigan yeah. So those are two players right there. And you know, the Dallas Cowboys are very, very good at drafting offensive linemen. They've had a history of it the last six years. So the consensus seemed to be on Twitter like, you could have stayed put at pick 42 and got Matthew Bergeron. What are you doing? Like, people don't understand NFL draft boards. Like, the, you, you see picks made by analysts and people on social media, Mel Kuyper, you don't actually know where these guys are stacking up on draft boards. Who had Jameer mm-hmm. Gibbs going 12 overall? And Devin Witherspoon going fifth to Devin well. Witherspoon going money. fifth. Yeah, and Christian Gonzalez dropping back to 18, I think yeah. it was. Both. Darnell yeah. Washington yeah. falling down to where he fell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That Iowa linebacker going The Bears the selecting the uh, tackle from, where was that? Um, Tennessee. Tennessee? Yeah. Michael Mayer falling into the well into the second round. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just a whole bunch of players that if if it was by Twitter and by all these mock drafts you see, you would be like, oh, of course that makes sense. But you don't actually know where these players are, what analysts, what coaching staffs have seen. So that would be my response to a lot of the people on Twitter. Again, this is where I see most of the, the reactions to Falcons mm-hmm. picks on Twitter. But um, that would be my reaction to them is that, this team has a vision for what they're doing. They traded up, meaning they mm-hmm. wanted this guy. They they had a vision for trying to get this guy. There was a lot of reports the Falcons were trying to trade back into the first round. I, heard I think it's that. pretty clear they were looking to get this guy this if guy. Dallas was considering taking him at 26. So mm-hmm. uh, just wait and see, Falcons fans. Who knows? I mean, you've got Jalen Mayfield. You still don't know what he's got to deal with. So maybe this guy is the replacement for Jalen Mayfield. We don't this, know. But this young man plays tackle guard and center, apparently. He's kind of like Peter Skronsky in a Positionless way, football. Bijan Robinson's going to be playing wide receiver a little bit. You got to yeah. love to see it. There's positionless football the all over the and field. And that's what I think got people caught up is that 
people's like, oh, he took a running back. You took a running back. They just keep saying running back, running back, running no, back. You took a he ball. He is not a running. You took a weapon. Yes. Kyle Pitts. Same thing. Exactly. Weapon. Mm-hmm. He can go all over the field. And one, one, real, one more thing I want to ask you uh, before we get into the next one. Um, and that's my thing about the Bergeron pick. Um, we don't know. Like, you don't I know. Think teams no. build. Teams build a chemistry with players. Like they went to the Senior Bowl. I almost guarantee they fell in love with him. At the they love the Senior Bowl, man. Yeah. They the they Falcons set up loves the Senior Bowl. They went there and they probably went head over heels for Matthew Bergeron. They Gar- almost guarantee it. Yeah, because they coached. That we was at. We was there coaching, right? The team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and they, they saw him days. firsthand, and mm-hmm. they saw him do all the drills and stuff. You just don't know. That's we why don't know anything. Right. We exactly. don't know anything. I'm telling you. Exactly. People so, don't understand that. We truly don't. I, I, I remember seeing people. I remember seeing people criticize the Chris Lindstrom pick back in the day. It's like I oh, remember that Boston the College, video, the that, video at the draft when everybody was just who is stunned, he blocking? sitting at the exactly. bands. Yeah. But it's diff- It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. But mm-hmm. that, that, that's my thing. I, I don't. I, I have to get people to understand that, but they just see a name, and, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't know who he was either. Who was watching Matthew Bergeron highlights? <laughs> no one. I was. I was. I, I was like, huh? wasn't on my but, big board, especially at that pick going into the second round. That mm-hmm. wasn't on my board. Yeah. So shout out to the Falcons for keeping that secret. <laughs> they do their draft due diligence pretty well. I mean, they and they keep it very close to the chest. They do. Mm. They do. And this is the question too about, um, of course, with the trade. Uh, Jeff Wolf wants to know with many holes needed to be filled. Uh, what was thinking of your opinion of giving up a fourth where a legitimate player could have been had uh, to move up a few spots? I mean, would you think, Miles, would you have traded up in that opinion or would you have, would you have stayed at uh, 44 if you was in the war room? It's it's hard for me to even know because who would I have picked? I probably would have gone like a guy like Keon White because I, I really liked what I saw from him. But again, they see something that I don't. They have a plan for this roster that I am completely I have no idea what that plan is. They have a schematic fit for this. They wanted this guy. So who am I to say that they should have stayed put when they have a clear plan? I'm sure if we were putting a team together in the NFL, I figured we'd have a plan. We want this player to go here. We want this to do that. Like going into the draft, we want to make sure we're able to get this guy at this spot for the value. So Maybe we'd have a different guy for that, but Mm -hmm. this is their guy. So, I mean, if you ask me, I probably would have drafted Keon White, but I don't know. That's the thing. You you have no idea what their plan is for him. Yeah, and I want to double down on that. I mean, it just makes sense. When the Falcons want their guy, why not? You know, like for all the the draft is a crapshoot, okay? Mm -hmm. The entire draft, I mean, from the first pick all the way down. So if you see a guy, you want him, and you scouted him, he's high on your board, why not give up the fourth? You know, so, I mean, it's a fourth, you know? Especially considering that you gave up – so basically your seventh-round pick was Johnny Smith. Yeah. Yes. Your fifth-round fifth pick was Akuda. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it in that lens, then that's your draft. Yeah. Sterling Woods is worried about uh, getting another Mayfield. Do you think Bergeron's another Mayfield? <laughs> Well, I mean, again, it's it's another thing that's that's hard to know, you know, yeah. and and who knows? Jalen Mayfield may have actually turned a corner himself. I mean, mm-hmm. he he basically didn't play last year because of injury. I mean, he he granted, I'm sure they had some other plans as well, but mm-hmm. maybe an off a full off season of recovering and learning is good for Jalen Mayfield. I don't know. Uh, maybe he ends up getting cut. Who I again, I have no idea what their plans are right now, but 
uh, it, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's hard to dissect someone who I probably have seen the same amount of footage of him as you guys have. So yeah. it's very difficult to di- dissect. Still, a rookie. still doing some more footage right now. Uh, Falcons fans, of course, the first pick was B. John Robinson. Second pick, uh, Matthew Bergeron. Bodie, what was just your thoughts uh, about Bergeron? I know you got some notes too as well. Um, yeah. But the, pro- um, the professor always does a good job every time he shows up to the, to the, to the podcast, man. So it's always good to have Bodie here, man. Uh, what you got on Bergeron, man? Because as soon as he was selected, Falcon fans said, "Whoop, there's your guard, there's your guard." Yeah, and well, I would say Falcons we talk- fans said that there's our guard because, like I said, Falcons <laughs> fans, Falcons fans here didn't know who he was. So um, they're still stuck on that day one with the Philadelphia moves and the Georgia situation. So when they saw that oh, pick second round, they were like, "What is going on baby. here?" Well, we can go to that to the cows come home. But my my thing yeah. is, I mean. Uh, Bergeron, I mean, like I said, they saw their guy, they went and got him. Uh, they traded up for him, it is what it is. I mean, this guy was he has a 9.82 RAS score, like that's out of out of uh guards has been selected from 1987 to 2023. That's 26th out of 1423 guards. Like, just think about it. Now, that's the athletic score, right? That's it's just he's just an athletic marvel. He's a he's a mauler, he's a road grader, he's just He's different. And what the thing I hear about is his hands are way better than Mayfield's hands were coming out. I mean, it's just a little, it's, it's he's just a little, it's just a little more, got a little more mm to him. You know what I'm saying? He's a little, a little more edge. So um, I mean, doing after doing my research and after being like every other Falcon fan, not knowing exactly who this guy was, <laughs> I figured out that hey, I mean, you, you trade up for him, you pick him in the second round. He is they they expect him to you know, go in there and really compete. They're trying to pencil him as a he's starter. He's a second-round pick. You're expecting him to start. He's exactly. That's the definitely. thing. That, that's the thing. That's the thing. The Falcons are going to say he's going to compete, but they expect him to start in their yeah. head. They they expect him to start. But you have to also have to keep in mind as well, like you look back two seasons ago, Richie Grant, second-round pick, didn't really play his first year, but he mm-hmm. played a hell of a lot last year, and he impressed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shout-out to Richie Grant. Falcon fans, hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Uh... Round three, Zach Harrison. Um, Miles, fans, once again, started hitting up Twitter, Facebook groups. Um, pretty much the question was, why? Why are the Falcons going this route now after selecting the running back in the first round? Uh, the, the offensive lineman who's now probably going to be your guard in the second round. Then they said, oh, third round? You guys go get your eggs rusher? Is this a Ryan Nielsen pick right here, Miles, in your opinion? I do think it's a Ryan Nielsen pick, and I do think it's – great value and you you look at the prospect when i when i look at zach harrison he's a guy that really picked up a lot of steam the tail end of the season he did really really well against georgia mind you yes he made a lot of plays in the back i remember seeing him in fact in that game i did where he was making plays and again i always say this look at where the falcons edge rushers are right now you're gonna have calais campbell starting you're gonna have bud dupree starting you're also going to mix in the second-year development of guys you drafted last Malone. year, Arnold yep. Ebiketti, D'Angelo Malone, who've had a Carter's full year. Arnold Ebiketti well. had a great rookie season. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people tend to forget that. He missed mm-hmm. out on just a couple plays. He was making mm-hmm. plays in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So Zach Harrison can afford to sit and learn for a little bit. He doesn't have to go in there and start right away. I know fans get so anxious. It's like, oh, third-round pick, he must be the starter because we need an edge rusher. I don't see room for him currently right now. Mm-hmm. Do I see room for him in maybe 
a year and a half, two years? Hell yeah, I do. Because what better teacher do you have than, of course, Ryan Nielsen? He's the guy that it's learning from. But you're also learning from potentially future Hall of Famer, Calais Campbell. Mm -hmm. You're learning from Bud Dupree, who's been in the league for quite a while. Grady Jarrett, of course. Guys who were rookies last year in this system, Arnold Ebiketti and D'Angelo Malone. So all that, David Onyemata, all these things considered, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great value for him, especially with his body type. He's raw. He's big. He's a Ryan Nielsen type guy that could fit into that Cam Jordan role. Let him sit and let him learn. Bodie, uh, Zach Harrison, Falcons fan, bring your questions to the chat. Bring your comments to the chat. Of course, we're going to get them on the screen. Bodie, Zach Harrison, um, your thoughts on that? Please, got, you got some notes for us here, brother. Yeah. Um, well, basically, I, my thing about Zach Harrison is, I I mean, you, you, you said it all. Um, you said it all. I mean, he is a, he's just a project guy. He's, a, he's raw, but the talent is there. They see it. I mean, he's going to come in. He's going to learn. He's learning from the best, some of the best with uh, Grady and uh, and Calais and stuff like that. Like, he's going to learn how to play this game. And that's the thing. Um, I think fans are expecting us to just go out and get a 10-plus sack guy. They're just thinking that's just what we do, right? Like, we just come in and we just, you know, we got to go get a 10-sack guy or it's a failure. I think that's the the whole mindset of this. And that's why they were so all over the Jalen Carter thing, but they didn't realize Jalen Carter isn't a 10 sack guy. He probably never will be. He's interior defensive line. Exactly. So that's my thing. I mean, but you know, it, that's mixed in with the Georgia fandom and stuff. Of like course. That. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, I'm a Georgia fan too. I'm I mean, if, if we're doing edge rusher, then Nolan yeah. Smith's the guy. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. That's the thing. Now you can turn, he, he, he looked like he can turn into a 10 sack guy. And he might have been a Nielsen guy too, but you know, you never know. He, he didn't make it down to us. But um, yeah, Harrison, uh, it, he fits the mold. Like you said, like Her- like uh, Nielsen has turned a special teams guy like Caden Ellis mm-hmm. into what he is. Okay, yeah. he came in. That people don't know, Caden Ellis came into the season last year pretty much special teams, and and somebody got hurt. I don't know exactly who. I don't keep up with them. But somebody got hurt, and Caden Ellis had to play. Yeah, they (laughs) suck. Um, (laughs) Somebody got hurt, and he came in, and he just thrived in the system. Um, He turned a Trey Hendrickson, a later-round draft pick, into what he is today. It was an animal. Like, I mean, it's just a perfect project for Nielsen. That's what the first thing I saw when when I saw his name pop on our screen was that he is just – that that project that don't you agree? Don't you oh, you're talking to me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should, I'm I should reading have comments, with your name. No, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both on the same page in that regard. Um, he's got time to learn, he's got time to learn from the best. And if he's molded correctly, like Ryan Nielsen has molded others, like Caden Ellis, then who's to say he won't be that edge rusher for us in the future? Absolutely. Falcon fans in the chat. Justin Newman. Uh, Miles, he said, I heard we dropped Mayfield and Huntley after the draft. Is that true? It is not. No. It's not true, Justin Newman. Don't not know true. where you Don't know what Reddit form you're looking at over there. <laughs> Anthony White. <laughs> Great show, fellas. Appreciate uh, coming on the show here, Miles, man. Everybody's just go. always glad anytime Miles comes on the show, man. You and Big Country, like, top two <laughs> guests of all time. I mean, I everybody just loves it. Every time I say, Miles going to be on the show, Miles going to be on the show, man, people just... Everybody's in the chat. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Birdo's in here. Pop. Come on now. Come on now. 95 North Talk Show, another diehard Atlanta Falcon 
uh, podcast out here. Shout out to uh, yeah. Alberto, and of course, shout, shout out to Smitty too as well. Uh, let's go over here to the next round here, which I think um, is probably the best pick outside of Bijan Robinson, um, Clark Phillips III. Um, this young man right here gets after it. Um, Miles, in your opinion, what, was this a good pick? Right here, especially being in the fourth round. A lot of people didn't think he'd be back there. We uh, are the talking about the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year in the fourth round. Sad. That was tremendous. Value. Some guys had him as a second-round pick. We got him in the fourth round. Hmm. Uh, granted, I know there's some size concerns. He's about 5'9", maybe a little bit on the lighter side. He played in the Pac-12. But I think that's tremendous value for what you're getting, especially – the way the defensive back room is set up right now. You got sure things and AJ, hopefully Jeff Akuda morphs back into that second overall pick, Jesse Bates and Richie Grant filling out the, um, the safety positions. But outside of that, you got Mike Hughes and ideally you want another guy to more or less step into where Casey Hayward left because mm-hmm. Grant that, that cornerback room, you don't quite know what you're going to get. You it's don't deep know right now too as well going into camp. I think it's like twelve or thirteen cornerbacks. It's going to be right a crowded room. There's going to yeah. be some cuts. I mean, yeah. whether that's Cornell Armstrong, whether that's Mike Hughes, uh, whether it's Clark Phillips, who knows? I doubt that they'd cut a rookie like that. But I got my money on D. Offer making a fifty-three man. That's my guy, man. D. Offer, man. We, we love him. D. D. Is the local D. guy, preseason god. We love D. Offer. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's going to be some tough decisions to be made. But as far as the fourth round is concerned, I don't think you can do much better than Clark Phillips. Bodie? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Clark Kent? Uh, yeah. Clark Phillips? Clark, Clark Kent. Yeah, he's going to be got. Clark Kent for us. He's, uh, I mean, unanimous first-team All-American in mm-hmm. the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Like, this. I mean, that's the thing. Um, do you really think that – the size is going to matter, uh, Miles. Like, like, like. Do you really think it's going to be that big of a problem for him? And, and that's teams are really worried. I guess it's scheme related or whatnot. But do you really feel like his size would be his detriment? I don't think so. And because I really think the size thing is more of a just a sort of an NF. It's it's like the quarterback position, right? Like everyone wants their quarterback to be six foot or higher. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's at the combine. It's always such a big deal. It's like how tall are they? Are they five eleven or? below that's that height standard um i think the same thing kind of goes for the cornerback position and honestly to a less important degree because you don't need you don't need to be six foot two to to be a great quarterback now may it be a problem if you're lining up against calvin johnson who's six foot five and can jump over you yeah yes but I don't think clark <laughs> phillips where they drafted him and especially where their defensive back room is now mm-hmm. is number one cornerback I hope he is. Maybe he doesn't turn out to be that way. But if he's drafted in the fourth round based on how the cornerback room is, that's a hell of an option to be lining up against the slot guy. I mean, who, who's who's going to be the, against the speedy guy? He's very mm-hmm. fast. Someone's got to be lining up against that third option. Uh, that, that could be him conceivably. So I'm sure schematically they'll line him up in a position where ideally he won't fail. I don't think Ryan Nielsen or uh, I forgot the, the new defensive backs coach, Gray, Oh, um, Jerry Gray. Gray. Jerry Gray yeah, will have him in a position where he's looking seven inches up right now at the uh, the wide receiver he's lining up against. I think that'd be more of a guy AJ Terrell would be covering. So uh, I think it's all schematics. Exactly. That's that's my thing. I mean, I feel like you know if you can play, you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's just you know he's not gonna face six five 
uh, 4-3 speed guys every, you know, there's just every receiver isn't that. So no. that's my thing. I mean, him sliding to the fourth, of course, if he was 6-2 with his skills, he would have probably. You want to avoid a situation. I don't expect him. Go ahead, like we, saw, we want to avoid a situation like you saw in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Where, when the, yeah. where Cornell Armstrong was lining up against Jamar Chase. Because I think even the. <laughs> Hardest Falcons fans are like, oh, like he's doing the best he can. <laughs> yeah, I, I was there. Poor I guy. was there. It was a, it was a tough game and a tough drive back from Cincinnati. Like I was watching that. Like bless his heart. Like this isn't his fault. <laughs> he's not yeah. supposed to be lining up against Jamar Chase. It, it was just, yeah, a series of unfortunate events. It just mm-hmm. happened that way. Justin Newman with another question, uh, another comment here in the chat. He said Phillips was a great pickup, but height can be a problem. By the way he plays, won't be a problem. Uh, look back when we have Brent Grimes. I'm glad Justin brought this up. Um, I just posted this to my YouTube channel. Actually, I had a long conversation with uh, actor Corbin Miles uh, about the Falcons. He's a big Falcons fan. No, and he actually made the Brent Corbin. Grimes comparison. Um, and I thought that was a really good one because Grimes was very small. He just had an insane vertical when he was jumping up to get some of those balls. So that's a good yes. comparison. Yes. Fans. I remember that is because he had a 97 vertical in Madden back in the day. That's and a very, very reason. loud wife, I would say. That yes. too. She's <laughs> yes. still loud, by the way. It's crazy. Falcon fans, hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, sitting over here with Miles Garrett now talking about the 2023 draft class of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, spoke a little bit about Bijan Robinson, Matthew Bergeron, Zach Harrison, Clark Phillips III. And now we go to a player from Alabama, uh, which Georgia fans were like, you didn't go Georgia, you went Alabama. And then he went into the seventh round. Um, uh, DeMarco Hellams, yes. which some will say he has, he has to fight for a roster spot here. Um, he will. With the Falcons. Your thoughts right now, Miles, with, with uh, DeMarco Hellams uh, being it, it, selected in the seventh round. You see, this is the problem when it starts getting this late is because I don't really know a whole lot about these guys when it starts getting into this late of territory, unless it's like there was some college superstar. Mm-hmm. Do I like the value of getting an Alabama safety this late in the draft? Hell yeah. But at the same time, he's going to have to fight for a roster spot, and mm-hmm. I don't really know how well he'll do. I, I don't. We're not going to realize that until he performs in camp. I guarantee you. He will be a special teams guy. Guys drafted that late. Almost, It's almost a foregone conclusion that they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to act like I have all the the knowledge of their seventh-round pick right now because I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd That's have good. to sort of watch him in action. But um, on paper, I certainly love getting a defensive back from Alabama no matter where they're picked. That's true. That's yeah. true. But- I certainly love – I love to get the leading tackler. He was the third safety from what I read. And but the leading tackler of that Alabama defense last year, it was that's crazy. But um, like I said, um, you know, you, you go to the seventh for a reason. Um, he has his flaws, but he's not perfect. But he will, like you said, he'll fight for uh special teams. So um, I mean, I, I wish him well. He's gonna have to compete with the great Felipe Franks to earn some reps. Yeah, maybe he'd be gunner number two next to uh. uh Don't want to laugh too loud. <laughs> um. Going over the guard spot though, Miles. Um, not just just to get away from Demarco Hellum, just real, <clears throat> just real quick. Justin Schaefer, he's gonna have to compete going into camp too as well. I mean, is it possible that he can even make the fifty three? He's gonna have to fight for it. I will say, uh, I, I do think he is. Again, we're gonna see a lot of cuts, guys. We're gonna mm-hmm. see so many cuts to guys that we probably weren't aren't even expecting to get cut, mm-hmm. um, especially on defense. Um, but. Uh, 
yeah, Schaefer's definitely going to have to fight for his spot because he was already no sure thing last season. So, uh, I mean, this year you're just adding even more guys in the mix. Do they give up on a guy like Mayfield? Do they give up on a guy like Schaefer? Who knows? I mean, does Matt Hennessy get cut? We don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of competition that's be, it's going on right now, and we're frankly not even going to know until the preseason hits because guess what? There's going to be even more guys added to the fold, I'm sure, yep. at that point uh, as, as new signees. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to get cut. There's going to be so many things. So, Again, I'd love to give a great answer on May the 1st, but uh, frankly, I I really can't. But it's going to be a very interesting training camp. Just with some of the uh, undrafted free agents they brought in, um, I mean, some of the walk-ons. They had uh, Akini uh, and Nekuwa from Rice, defensive lineman uh, Killian Harris from Oklahoma Baptist, uh, wide receiver Mike Jones Jr. from LSU, Linebacker Xavier, I mean, that was huge linebacker Xavier Malone, wide receiver from Henderson State. Um, a player who a lot of Falcon fans are excited for, Justin Marshall, Justin Marshall um, from yep. Buffalo, uh, 6'3 wide receiver, and of course, Carlos Washington Jr., the running back from Southeast Louisiana. Justin Marshall, after watching some of his tape, because Falcon fans put me on game, yeah, this, this kid is like explosive. He's good, big fan I mean, of what I saw. Is it something that what we is, it, is he a player that we could possibly see? Make the 53. I mean, I know you have to make the cuts now after the third preseason game, right? This year, right? I think the rules have changed where I, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to I'd have to officially kind of fact check that. I'm not I don't have the official answer on that. Okay. But uh I mean on paper, Justin Marshall fits what the Falcons like to a T. Six foot three. Uh, I think he's like around 220, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he fits the mold of the Arthur Smith receiver. Um, you look at what he's got with crazy. Kyle Pitts, all those guys. All kicking skills is crazy. Yeah. And I mean, again, that's another room that is going to be extremely competitive with Drake, Mac, Scotty, uh, Jared Bernhardt, Frank Darby. Uh, now you got Justin Marshall in the fold. There's so many guys in there that you're going to, I mean, one of them is going to have to make a special teams impact in order to, to keep their spot on the roster. Stevie Carrega, uh, I got a feeling that Darby is getting cut with the sad face. Yeah. I love yeah. me some Frank Darby. Great guy. Um, same, same thing happened to him last year, I believe. I think he did get cut at one point um, and mm-hmm. then got added back or from the mm-hmm. practice squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will be something to monitor for sure, but Frank definitely will have to step his game up if he wants to, to stay on the team because that receiving room is getting very crowded. That is true. Uh, Bodie, uh, final thoughts on uh, DeMarco Hellams uh, here with the Falcons? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I already spoke on him basically. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hellams and I guess we can – are we talking about Gwen too? Or We're about to, get, yeah, about to get to Gwen next. He's okay, the last pick yeah. for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, but, um, yeah, um, I mean, Hellams, like, you know, he's going to be – he's going to be battling. Uh, he's a – like I said, he led the team in tackles last year, so he'll be – he'll be in the mix. Um, I – We'll see how we'll see how it goes. It's just like it's just hard to speak on. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's hard. Seems so. to be the same for uh, Jovan Gwyn too as well. Um, seventh round pick. He's definitely going to come in here and fight for a spot. Uh, but another offensive lineman the Falcons have added to the mix. Miles, anything on Jovan? I mean, I know it gets to the point where seventh round. You know, I don't know if you have too much film on the guys or <laughs> you know, just yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, no. Nah. I'm not gonna say he's not gonna make the roster, uh, but you know, I'm sure they can find some good film on me out there playing. Yeah, right. Somewhere. You know, yeah, like, you're not okay still out there. 
Hey, hey, I'm not doodling on them. I'm just saying, you know. But I mean, all these guys are definitely talented. I mean, I, I want to see all of them succeed, but we know that isn't going to happen. And I mean, we're bringing in undrafted free agents. Last year, I think a good three of them. I know Nathan Landman made the roster last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernhardt stuck around, I think, practice squad. Timothy Horn, he actually made the 53, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was, he? I think Did it was practice squad. It? Then they brought him on after the yeah. Anthony Rush. Yeah. I know because uh, Rush got yeah, Rush got let go. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he needed to get let go. But um, yeah, it was like <laughs> I feel so much better now. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's gonna be competitive. I think we're gonna bring in some good uh, undrafted free agents too, and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a show. So Miles, looking at the roster right now, the Falcons have their starting eleven on both sides of the ball, or are we looking for some spots in camp where um, another player? might come up and, and take a spot randomly. Scotty Miller could become the wide receiver too randomly or Matt Collins gets cut. Are we, do we see the 11 on both sides already? Cause people would say Falcons D line is ready. The cornerbacks are there. Secondary is ready. The linebacker situation. I'm kind of looking at with Troy Anderson. Is it Michael Walker? Are they going to resign Rashawn Evans? Uh, yeah. What do that's, you see that's right now with the roster? Be, that's another thing to be paying attention to. I think Rashawn Evans is a guy they want to bring back. Um, whether they do or not, I don't know, but I do mm-hmm. think they want him back on this team. Um, if that happens, I think Michael Walker might be a guy that you you're looking for as someone who could potentially be cut mm-hmm. um, because he had his moments last year where he, he, he would disappear a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, whether that was that is true. That is true. A, a him thing, a schematic thing, I don't see them giving up on Troy Anderson like that, especially at him starting the last four games of the season. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential. I love Troy Anderson. I think there's a lot of, untapped potential with Troy. Um, and I saw so many flashes of it last year where he'd be in, not in every play, but he'd be involved in every play. Uh, like you just always saw him around the football. Um, and I think that's what you love to see out of a guy who is one year out of Montana state. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in that regard, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, the linebacker room plays out, but um yeah i mean even the defensive line like does ade okandeji make the team uh i mean that, that's, that's another, another guy question we, we talked about too uh, same for taekwon graham too as well right and some yep i i think tq is, is pretty safe because how well he did last year before he got hurt he did um also they took his in, they took his input when they drafted Bijan when they when we interviewed arthur smith about what was a difference maker tq it was he specifically mentioned tq giving a good review about Bijan robinson so from perhaps going to Texas a, too as well because yeah that's right Texas um, connection yeah yeah mm-hmm. so perhaps that's a leap of faith in Taquan Graham maybe that's just me looking too much into that mm-hmm. um but I mean I think there was a lot of good things from Taquan Graham before he did get hurt to where mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say he's in danger excuse me of getting cut um mm-hmm. but uh yeah there, there's a lot of moving parts um again that receiver room is one to watch I mean the running back room could be one to watch does Caleb Huntley make the team he already it took it took him until final cuts last year to make the team. Now with yep. the running back room the way it is, does he and get coming cut? back from injury too as well? Exactly, exactly. Like, do do they stick with a guy like Avery Williams because of what he can offer special teams wise? That might mm-hmm. be another factor because say it comes down to those two, it's like okay, like which one do we keep on the roster? The guy who can mm-hmm. return kicks or the guy who can only do running back? Mm-hmm. They'll probably side with the guy who can return kicks and albeit return kicks very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bodie got a question. For, I got some more, man. I, I mean, I, I don't want to hold Miles up too much, and we've got a couple more minutes here. We're not going to go uh, uh, too much past nine o'clock. But Bodie got anything? 
Oh, I mean, mostly I just wanted to get my observations of like uh only thing I see on the that you know starting and maybe there'll be a wide receiver shake up. Maybe we'll pick up a uh Court Davis or something like That's that. That's my question. Or That's my question right there. Like that. So there go ahead go. ask your question. Segway. I mean the wide receiver room, some would say is it Mac Hollins at number two? And then the you know the Jets might release Corey Davis June 1st. A lot of Falcon fans were talking about that. Um, is it possible, Miles, that Corey Davis could be a Falcon here soon? I mean, he's an Arthur Smith guy from Tennessee. They had the connection. They had the ties. And he we, would we, then be your wide receiver, too. Bodie was looking more so. You have Bijan. You have Pitts. The way the offense is running, you don't know who the wide receiver, too, is. Because it's going to be so many things going on on that offense. I mean, do you have to bring in a Corey Davis at this moment? You don't have to, and I, I do think they kind of like where they're at right now. Otherwise, I think we would have seen them make other moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, this regime does have a history of signing guys they are familiar with, a la Johnny Smith and mm-hmm. the guys on defense that Ryan Nielsen coached, um, you know, all those kinds of things. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they sign a guy like Corey Davis if he gets released. In fact, I'm sure everyone will mock him to Atlanta if he does get released, analysts yep. alike. Um, but it's hard to sort of figure that out because again, I I do think if they had a pressing need or they felt like they needed to address it, it would have been addressed already. So uh, you get a guy like Matt Collins, I think is your number two officially, if you kind of label it that way. Um, Do I think Kyle Pitts is basically your receiver now? Yes. Um, Just again, he's, he's the B. John Robinson for your receiver Mm -hmm. tight end type thing. Mm -hmm. So is Bijan Robinson even a receiver? That's the, that's what I keep telling people is that the positions aren't as black and white as you as it may look. It's like the Falcons mm-hmm. don't have their wide receiver too. It's like mm-hmm. they they don't really really theoretically. Pitts, need Pitts could one. be the wide receiver too. The way he's going to be in yeah. the pass catching role. Pitts this could year. be a wide receiver too. Bijan yeah. could do it. Uh, Patterson could be that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's who so you get many, the ball to. Yes. Yeah, it's, you have mm-hmm. options. It's not like you have a wide receiver too exactly so mm-hmm. th- there's just so many ways they can go but a lot of people and love I to love... see the wide receiver two on the depth chart who's listed yes, who's you, underneath. You do, of course. and i get it yeah of course but i have a question for you miles um, sure mm-hmm. we, the fact that and this is how i feel the fact that we drafted uh kyle pitts so high i mean like uh we've been saying it, it's a running joke we didn't we didn't draft him high to block uh, do you feel like he should be the focal point of our offense, like a Kelsey with a Pat Mahomes type ordeal? Like because he we drafted him so high, and he's such this unicorn or whatever. And I think personally, I no knock on Drake, but I think Kyle is the number one, and should be the number one target in our with offense. New offense yeah. And Drake should complement that, and then everybody else will fall into place. What, what's your thoughts on that? And to add a question to that, is he going to be the highest tight end paid in the league soon? You could ask that later. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I think it's all what we see this year, right? I, I think a lot. I think most Falcons fans would sort of argue that sentiment that yeah, Kyle should be the number one option. You're drafting a tight end fourth overall with his skill set, what he brings to the table. He should be your number one option, even above Drake London. I think there's a very strong argument for that, but you got to keep in mind what all we've seen from Kyle Pitts. We saw him one year under a entirely different offense with Matt Ryan and other players with a bunch of other guys there. You saw him with just a handful of games with Marcus Mariota, who struggled heavily to get him the ball. 
Sure did. And that's it. That's all you saw. You haven't even seen what he can do with Desmond Ritter yet. You saw what Desmond did to Drake London's production. That's mm-hmm. one guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drake's production went up almost a thousand percent statistically when mm-hmm. Desmond took over as starting quarterback. Now you add in two huge threats that Kyle Pitts never played with, with Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. Those are two guys that were never even a factor when Kyle Pitts was on the field. You could argue Drake London wasn't even as much of a factor when Kyle Pitts was on the field. When Kyle, mm-hmm. The last time Kyle saw the field, he was what most defenses probably classified as their only option offensively. Mm. Now, since now that he's coming back, this offense has completely changed completely new identity completely new players so um i'm extremely excited to see how he's used now because you can't just load the box with kyle pitts anymore now mm-hmm. you've got other guys that you got to keep an eye on before it was just kyle now the it's completely changed mm-hmm. yeah. falcon fans going to the chat here lisa shepherd has a question for you miles do we know how pitts recovery is going uh the falcons haven't really said anything about it uh will he be 100 percent when the regular season starts from our last update, he is completely on schedule and he should be uh, next to, if not a hundred percent around training camp. Do I sit, do I think that he will be, you know, big participant in preseason training camp? I doubt it because why um, you already know what he can do. I feel like he's a guy that they'll take every precaution to make sure he's a hundred percent for, um, but I expect him to be ready for game one. Justin Newman got a question here, and then I got another question for you, Miles. He said, if we don't sign Evans, do we go pick up a veteran like Justin Houston or any other free agents out there? Well, that's kind of like two different positions there, too, as well, because Evans is more of your middle linebacker and Houston's more of your edge rusher. I think we got like nine edge rushers in the building right now, plus whoever's going to be it's coming crowded. here with yes. the walk-ons. <laughs> um, I think that spot next to Troy is what I'm looking at, because, I mean, you got Epicady, Malone, Carter, Campbell, Dupree, so much gonna be going on that defense, and you look at the middle where it's like you probably have to go bring back Evans. I mean, it's just Troy Anderson, Michael Walker. Who was behind them uh, on the roster right now, uh, Miles? Do you know? See, that's the thing. I wouldn't. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, no, I, go ahead. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. My, we haven't seen Michael Walker. We don't know what my, Ryan Nielsen thinks about Michael Walker. Like Michael Walker is a very talented, athletic linebacker, mm-hmm. athletically gifted linebacker, and. From the sediment, the you know the first look, it looks like he would fit greatly into what Nielsen wants. So I mean, I wouldn't write uh my I wouldn't write Walker off, but you know I mean he just you know he needs his refinement. He missed tackles. He gets shook out of his cleats sometimes. But Sheesh. like, it's, it's not I also too- I also just pulled up the roster here. There's some names I completely forgot to mention. Okay, <laughs> okay. You bring back Lorenzo Carter. I mean, that's wow. right. Lorenzo Carter's there That's too, a as huge well. addition yep. there. Um, yep. you've also got, uh, Tay Davis, who you added. That's another name. Yep. He, I think he's you've playing more inside too Nate, as well from Cleveland. You've got Nate Landman, another guy that's yeah. up there. From Again, there's, there's, there's a lot of depth. You have so many options there right now. Yeah. Falcon fans, uh, bring your questions, bring your comments to the chat as we get ready to wrap up the show here. Miles, quick question for you. Terry talked about the hostile environment being in the bins. Um, Falcon fans last year in attendance, I think we did good. You know, we was winning some home games, so people there they're energized, they was having a good time. But we went to Seattle, Miles. We saw the Seahawks fan base. Mm-hmm. I went to Cincinnati. I seen the Bengals fan base, um, and I've seen some hostile environments. 
what do you think, in your opinion, do the, does, the, does the Falcons need to do or what does Mercedes-Benz Stadium need to do to help create more of that hostile environment? Is it the fans or can the Falcons help out? I mean, we go to New Orleans, Bodie, remember they playing the song when they score? Then they got the same other song. Same three songs. Same the, three the, songs. The team chant and then the songs. Like, yeah. you get this in so many stadiums and then when the Falcons score, it's like train horn, all right, back to the kickoff. <laughs> I mean, is there more that the Falcons or the stadium can do to help create this hostile environment? We want to see this Ben's rocking and rolling. Fans saying we have to win games. I've been to cities where teams haven't been that good uh, in, the, in the NFL, and they still have a packed stadium. So what is just your opinion about this hostile environment thing here, uh, Miles? Yeah, I mean, I think wins are the ultimate solution to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, ever since they've moved into MBS, they haven't necessarily been – a very competitive team. I mean, those early years, right after they went to the Super Bowl, they were still a playoff team. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's it's another thing where you know wins is the ultimate solution. I think the stadium has really done everything they can. Um, you have sort of those fan sections there. That's um, sort of similar to what Atlanta United does. But mm-hmm. um, again, you, you've got to you've got to show them something, and you got to show a direction. And I think casual fans weren't necessarily aware of what the direction was the last two seasons. I think people like us, those who actually pay attention to schematics and what they're doing and the adding and not adding of free agency. I mean, your average NFL fan has, and we've seen this, has no clue what the Falcons are doing. Mm-hmm. They they want Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson sells tickets. They want to see <laughs> excitement. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what mm-hmm. the casual NFL fan who lives in Atlanta and going to games wants to see. So if you start winning, they'll be back in the seats. 3,000? I think we got a. Uh, I think we got a lot of casual Atlanta fans too. They just, they just know that oh, the defense. That's the thing. They they said the defense was, you know, they didn't pay attention to free agency. So they see that we got to get somebody out the draft. Like that. That that's that's my thing. I think the the actual um, just they they really got to put the numbers together in the free agency. Of course, we didn't pick up a big name or whatnot, but you think. You think that that same committee of defensive players should work here, like in Ryan Nielsen's system? Um, I mean, he brought in his players, and it should work that same way. Um, I don't know if y'all agree or not, but like, yeah, I think, I think it's just bigger than just having a sack artist. Uh, what do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, it's better to have a, a complete team, team than yep. individual effort. I mean. Mm-hmm. 2016, Vic Beasley. He was the only guy getting sacks that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Dwight Freeney did a couple things here and there. Yep. for his age, uh, granted. But I'd much rather see Arnold Ebiketti get four to five sacks and Lorenzo Carter have three more. And then mm-hmm. Calais Campbell also has four. You know, like I don't need one guy to have 12, 13 sacks. I'd love mm-hmm. to see a bunch of guys that have four to five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miles, this uh, new defensive line, Grady Jarrett, does he break his sack record this year? What is his personal record? Six, six, six and a half, right? Six and a half. I think he does. Yeah. I'm giving it to him. I love it. Drake love London, it. Uh, full season with Ritter, 1,000 yards or more? Oh, easily 1,000 yards. If he stays Ooh. healthy, he's his favorite target. They're, they were roommates. They were buddies. They came in together. They already have that built-in chemistry. 1,000 yards is a given. He's going to get mm-hmm. that. I think it's I'm, – I'm curious how many touchdowns Drake scores. Mm. Tight end, three, four – and three and four, if they, want to, if they want to run four tight ends. Is it Frank's on the roster? Is it Hesse? Oh, goodness. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Now, you, if you can't give it away, I know because you're working on your, your projects and you have a lot of things going on with Fox 5. Um, so I don't want to, you know, if you got any information you want to put out there, you want to keep it for something later. I mean, I'm just trying to go over the no, roster. I'm sure he's like, not holding anything think? back about Felipe Franks. I just want to know what Miles thinks about the <laughs> roster just going forward uh, a little bit here. Just some certain, you know, positions, teams. I will, position I will say this. The Atlanta Falcons love Felipe Franks. I will end it there. I don't know why. <laughs> That's all they I'll do. say. I told fans <laughs> that too as well. Um, going into the preseason, you have two quarterbacks. You're going to add one so that we don't play too much of Ritter or Heineke, or are they going to try to get three games out of both of them? Uh, I think. I think I want to see Ritter healthy, but I don't want to make sure. You know, you I, play I, him. I think all just. These I think you'll see a little bit of Desmond. Um, I mean, Desmond will play a good bit, mm-hmm. I think, because I think he just needs some reps himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think you add another guy to hold on the practice squad uh, that we'll see kind of get probably a majority of the preseason snaps because Taylor Heineke has shown what he can do in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll see one of those you know, undrafted free agents, a guy who can just kind of hold it down on the practice squad who will get most of those reps. There was an article that was uh, posted earlier. I think Falcons Twitter was passing it around about um, Falcons picking third in next year's draft. And, of course, they're already starting to hate on us, man. And it says that we're picking uh, Drake May from uh, North Carolina. Uh, what would just your thoughts be about that, Miles, where the draft is over now? And, of course, the first article that Falcon fans start sharing is somebody posting that the Falcons will be picking third next year off of the draft and the free agency going into camp. I mean, should Falcon fans be worrying about those type of things right now? Because some fans don't feed off of that and say, look, guys, you see draft grade was a C. Uh, their overall ranking in the draft was like 32nd. Like, what are you th- your thoughts about that? Falcon fans, they, they, they do get caught up on that one. Oh, I'm going to look into the camera right now. Falcons <laughs> fans. Hold on, hold on. Let me get you. Hold on. Let me get you. Oh, yeah. There it is. Stop it. <laughs> Do not look at 2024 mock drafts. We just finished looking at mock drafts for months now. I don't want to see one, and this team will not be picking in the top five. All right, you can take me out. That's all I have to say. I am so sick of seeing mock drafts, and I don't need to see a mock draft that's still a year away. That being said, I there's no way this team will be picking in the top five with the roster currently constructed. If, if this team was able to have seven wins with the roster they've had the last two years, something will have had to have gone astronomically wrong. And improved in a major way. When I think last year they told, but what, Bodie, what was it three games who was supposed to win? They said yep. two. Some said two. Some like, said it two. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Falcon fans, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up this show here. Miles, looking at the roster, I think Ben Wade asked the question earlier. Let's see if I can go back up here because Ben Wade is a diehard Atlanta Falcon fan. And I uh, want to make sure we get his question in here. Where yet, Ben? Where yet, Ben? Had you, got you, got you, got you, got you. There it is. Ben Wade. Miles, Falcons (laughs) record this year. I know it's early. I know there can be some more moves being made. Uh, Looking at the roster, we still don't know who the 53 is. Wait, Um, can I pause that that real quick? I actually have to – can you give me just one second? I have to run and get something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Bodie, 3000. Ben Wade, post a question to you then as Miles is getting ready to come back. This is so cool. Uh, Miles the Goat stepping away. Emmy nominated Miles Garrett stepping away on One Time for the Fan podcast. How cool is this, Falcons fans? Ben Wade to you, uh, Bodie. Falcons record this year just looking so far at the draft, the offseason, the free agents, the moves being made. 
Um, people want to know, Bodie, what's your thoughts on the Falcons record before we go ahead and get, get up out of here? Uh, 17 and 0. No, <laughs> I, I, I'll be a we did predict that last year on every podcast, oh though. Every God. time we yeah, did, yeah, we said we're gonna win this. We never Just said we gonna... lost the game. What the hell I look like sitting here saying that we're gonna lose, but I mean, in, in, in regards to being realistic in the you know, the record, I'll say 12 and 5. Mm. 12, and 12 five. and 5 will win you the division easily. I don't think I don't... any team will touch that in the division. Bodie, the question goes to you and for the wins. chat too as well. Justin Newman with uh winning 12 games. Sterling Woods with I can see 11 game win. See, we're um, on the same page. Jags fan in here. Mm. He is a hater, man. This guy <laughs> is he finds a way to sneak up into the chat, man. Ah uh, man, Rudy Pooh Jags, bro. 11 Garbage. and 6 from Harold Poole. Lisa Shepard with the schedule release is coming soon. Can't um wait. Bodie, from the draft and the moves that we've made so far going forward um, in this division, do any of the teams scare you right now with, with looking at their rosters? I mean, we saw Carolina pick up the rookie. We saw what the Saints did. We saw what the Bucks did. I mean, are we still favored to win the division, in your opinion, Bodie, just what we've done in the offseason? I mean, yeah, like you said, Carolina's working with a rookie. And, yeah, they gave them a little weapons and whatnot, and they still got a little defense to work with. But, uh you know, they, they're going through some growing pains, um, as will us, because we, we kind of technically have a rookie as well. Um, the Saints, I guess they're more seasoned, so most folks are going to say that they're the division favorite with the car, you know, their car being a seasoned veteran and all that. And uh, that other team, the Bucks, I don't know what they're doing. Huh? So, I don't know. Uh, Mayfield isn't it to me. Oh, he's not it. But, I mean, they're not going to be – total under the you know just trash mayfield showed that he could still he can ball he, he showed it when he was on the rams and he came in and played signed and two days later was winning games for them so i mean it's going to be a tough division but like i i mean being biased and not biased we're going to win the division <laughs> we're going to win it miles last question goes to you here from ben wade uh falcons record this year you're probably going to answer this a million times in the next week um, yes, because everybody wants to know the Falcons record because people love to get just excited about the season just hearing some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but what do you think so far? Looking at the roster, the draft moves, the free agency, right now, May 1st, what would you say the Falcons uh record could be? And the schedule is coming out May 11th, so it's right around the corner. Uh, we know the teams that we play, and I'm sure Miles, have you followed any of the other teams, Houston, Indianapolis, yes. the moves that they've made? Uh, some teams did improve. Some teams did not improve. So we we we're not the we're not playing some very tough tough teams this year too as well. In my opinion, you got the Colts, you got the Jags, you got the Titans, you got the Bears, you got the Packers. I mean, I think these are some teams that the Falcons can compete against, especially that we upgraded. But what about your record this year, Miles? What do you think? I will say that the things things will these teams will not be as bad as you think. There'll mm-hmm. be some teams out of that group you mentioned that will be better than we think they'll actually be Will some of those teams be bad. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I think like the Falcons, there, there's going to be some teams that are quietly, they have a plan in place and will be a little bit better than we give them credit for. That being said, I will go with a conservative answer for now yes. for that question. I will say we've been seven and 10 the last two years. They're going to go 10 and seven this year. So just Falcon flip fans. it around. Um, cool. You see I us winning the division. Yes. 
Okay. Do I think it is the Falcons' division to lose. Wild card game, or do you see us hosting a game here at the Bands the following week? We're waiting on. We're waiting a, a week after. Well, division. We're the division. We don't play wild well, card. Right. Well, that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sorry. No, do, do, I feel like you do. You host the wild card. No, if you're third, if you're if wait, if you're first and second in league standings, right with the NFC, with the I, NFC. I should know this. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, because come on, Bodie. I should know this, dude. <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we win the division and we're third, don't we go on? Do we go on the road or do we have the home game? We have the home game, right? Um, if we win a division, we definitely have a home game. Like the first, uh, I, I want to say it's the first game. We the play first a lower two, the top two teams have the bye, yeah. correct? Absolutely. So yeah. we play a lower seed and we'll have the home game as a division winner. I do know that. Okay. Okay. But, but I don't know if we play wild card games. Falcon fans, glad that y'all can be here today. Oh, Michael Nelson says first team gets the bye. Oh, yeah, we got super wild card weekend now. Like, it's crazy. It, the rules have changed. Too many teams are allowed in now. Yeah, it's, it's the rules have changed. So, yeah. I mean, chat, help us out. I, I, no, they're, I feel, everybody's I confusing slow. the chat. Everybody's, look, <laughs> Uncle Steve's in here. He said rules has changed. Only number one gets by. Everyone else played first week. I could have heard it was some rule change to this. That's why I was trying to find out what's going on here. Well, Falcon fans, we'll definitely get to, we'll uh, to the bottom out. of it. We'll get back with you. We will. On <laughs> Miles will tweet you the answer. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, the Falconator on Wednesday. The Falconator just came back from Vegas, and he went viral for his <laughs> uh, draft pick uh, when he went went up there and announced it. And I guess uh, somebody yelled out 28-3 to 3 in the crowd, and uh, uh, we he had a response with him. Yeah. <laughs> I stood up and I applauded. Oh, my God. My boy, Vinny, man. It's been so many years, man. Like, I, we're going to hear that for a long time, right, Miles? I mean, it's, it's until you win a championship. I mean, they're going to talk about it for, for until a the championship time. is won, 28 to 3 will always live. Yeah. Yeah. And even after, there's going to be some ignorant people still. People will still man. say it. Just Emmy nominated Miles Garrett. Uh, we know you're going to win. Um, what do you have coming up with Fox Five? What do you have coming up right now? Uh, what you have going on in your day to day, and uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Because uh, people love uh, retweeting you on Twitter and screenshotting you, posting you in the groups, everything Including that you me. say about the Atlanta Falcons or, or when you cover the Braves. Anything you do, Miles, like you're the goat. Uh, so where can we find you? Tell us a little bit more about you, uh, social media, and so forth. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, guys. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's actually sort of going to be our. The quietest time of the year for sports uh, from now up until July, I'd say, because mm-hmm. Hawks basketball's over, Falcons are, you don't have draft anymore. So now all we really got is Braves. So, and Braves, the beginning of the season doesn't really matter anyway. So, uh, it's probably the quietest it's going to be for some time, but uh, things will certainly pick back up uh, again in July. But uh, if you guys want to see my stuff, uh, post a lot of stuff on Twitter at miles Garrett TV. Um, I also started to post a lot more on my Instagram uh, at miles M Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you can find most of my stuff there. Um, and yeah, other than that, that's, that's pretty my two plat- pretty much my two platforms where I, I post all Falcons and work related content. How does it feel about the Emmy nomination? I mean, that's pretty <laughs> big right here. I mean, this is uh Bodie, we have an Emmy nominated <laughs> journalist on our pod. This yeah, is big, Falcons fans, right? Very... You didn't pay for that blue check. This is real. This is real. <laughs> I, do, I do. I do. I do appreciate that. I will say, I have. I, I have. I've, 
feel free to roast me for it. I, I did pay for my current one because it allows me to it allows me to post longer videos. So as a journalist, okay. it, it does help what I do uh, per se. So it, it does help me post that. So feel free to roast me. I know I, I'm one of those no, guys that pays roast. You don't roast. We need to roast, roast Twitter for doing that. Like doing why, why that. did they yeah, switch know, it up, right? man? I don't yeah. know. We got but, some uh, players. That, I think but I will say that. it's a it's a sacrifice for the Falcons fans because <laughs> the whole reason I bought it is so I can post longer Falcons videos. So uh, me and Victor Prieto, one of the other Falcons producers, we're going to be starting not a podcast per se, but sort of a more in-depth social media friendly segment um, in regards to Falcons players to maybe get to know them a little bit better. Um, so that's something to look forward to. So, um, yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Anything you can do, Miles, to just bring more of the Falcons uh, players or the coaching staff or anything just more to light with the Falcons fans? Because people feel like, you know, certain media outlets, they don't show too much of the Falcons. I think ESPN, uh, you saw when the draft coverage was going on, they went to commercial. They wasn't showing the Falcons fan base in the crowd. And fans were talking about this in groups, like just the disrespect that we get. Even the media counting out Desmond Ritter so early, saying that we need Lamar Jackson. You have to get Lamar Jackson. Certain things that we've seen. So anything you can do over there at Fox 5 to keep bringing that Falcons coverage, Braves coverage, everything. We really, Bodie knows this. We're trying to keep Atlanta, Atlanta. And we need more of the diehards to just, you know, start popping out more. So diehards like you, Miles, who's working for Fox 5, you know, you're in that position that can give, you know, all the content to Falcons fans, whether it's a podcast, uh, on the news, however, or Instagram, Twitter spaces, wherever you can. Falcon fans are just excited to just see and hear something until that ball touches the field in the fall. So, Miles, man, I really appreciate everything you do, you do man. And thank you for yeah, joining man. us for our 100th show, man. Really, really, real talk, man. Like, for real. real humble. Thank you, brother. It's a pleasure, man. Y'all, the best one I've I've hopped on. So the, the feeling's mutual. I appreciate it, man. And now, it. the schedule, this last one, then we're out of here. Schedule's going to drop soon. I know you might be on the road doing anything with Fox 5. Have you thought about any games that might be uh, in, your, in, in your back pocket right now? What are, you, what are you thinking right now? What are you looking at? I'm going to look up the schedule again real quick because I remember looking at it the other day. Uh, I will oh, say – you have it. Oh, oh, oh you have it. Oh, what, no, no, not the, no, no, not the actual <laughs> one. Not the actual one. The teams, the teams, the teams. You trying to get a schedule. I mean, I was going to cut the podcast off. We're going to be just saying, hey, let's find out what's going on. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah no, I'll have to look at the um, <laughs> the opponents, not the schedule. We have. Um, go ahead. Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, I will say I, I do enjoy uh, New York um, just because I like going to New York. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So probably the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it appears Jets, Twitter, and I already have an animosity with one another. Um, I, I seem to have made them very mad last year by accident. <laughs> Um, so maybe and you that one. The Mets, you tagged the Mets today too, as well, didn't you? Look, man, they can't keep hitting right? my boy. All right. Yeah, that that was some. Oh my! I'm tired of Ronnie getting hit by baseballs. <laughs> Yo. Oh man, but yeah, let's see here. Away Please we've got. Let's see. Chicago oh, would be cool. Um, let's see, Detroit. Yep. I've never been to New Orleans. Um, You've never, never been to been New Orleans? Wow. Never been to New Orleans. Bodie. Wow. Does he exactly. know what the Rise Up Tour does in New Orleans? <laughs> I've what? never been. The whole so, vibe. The whole we vibe. Can, uh, just, yeah. If you want to bring Fox 5 out. <laughs> <laughs> 
and see what we do on the road now, you'll be surprised of how many hey, man. fans travel and what uh, we've as, done. As long as they send me, it's up to them. Oh, yeah. hey, man. Let me let me tell you something. Bodie, you saw New Orleans last year, man. We packed the, the, the entire venue out from the street to inside. We couldn't even move, man. The line was going around the corner. It was just... Man, we have Bourbon Street on lock. Bodie, your thoughts just quickly on that Rise Up Tour party, man, so Miles can just get prepared for New Orleans this year. I mean, yeah, it's just a different – of course, it's probably our biggest rivalry. I mean, it's the biggest thing ever. So, Miles, I suggest you get a sticky note and write something on that uh, sticky note and slip it in the suggestion box for New Orleans <laughs> because it's a great time, man. I had so much fun going to this game, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, tag Fox 5. Tell them to, tell them to take me. Um, more worth <laughs> the better. Absolutely. <laughs> Miles from Kerry, from Diane, Archangel, uh, everybody here in the chat, all the Falcon fans, we really do thank you for being a part of this show tonight. Um, and we will definitely get you on somewhere, some point later on in the season uh, or before the season starts. Um, or I'll probably see you at training camp when it's open to the public. I'm sure you'll probably. be up there that, yeah. as well. I will be there. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. Falcon fans, you know, I saw that picture that you saw on my Facebook page too as well. That's that's me and Miles in Seattle. Fans were like, how the hell y'all? What, what was y'all doing that day? Yeah. yeah, you know. He probably was more excited to see you on the field. Like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> Miles was on the other side. Miles is, a, is, is he's a real one, right? Miles, yeah. you were on the other side of the field, right? Yeah. Doing your coverage. I sent Miles a text. It's like, hey, bro, I'm over here on the field. I'm down here by the Falcon sideline. He's like, where you at? Like, put my hand up over here. All right, I'm on the way. Miles comes walking up. It's like, bro. This is real deal, man. Miles the goat. This, this, mm-hmm. You gotta love those moments, man. Because especially when you're in Seattle, you know what I'm saying. We had Miles places. on the podcast earlier that year, so it was like, you know, we love having Miles here on the show, man. For real. It's a pleasure. I really do yeah. appreciate that, guys. It's really nice, of y'all. Miles, uh, nobody gotta go ahead and wrap this up, man. I thank you for everything. We'll see you back on the podcast, brother, and uh, we'll definitely be following you on social media. Everybody, all the Falcon fans, go follow Miles. On social media, Twitter, Instagram. He got a lot of content he's going to be bringing to you all, uh, either from his yeah. platform or from Fox 5. So just please, please yes, stay tuned sir. for what Miles got in the bag. And congratulations on the Emmy nomination. Now go win that thing, man. Invite me to the after party. Yes, I got my red and black tux <laughs> over here. I'll be ready to go, brother. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Have Thank a good one. You too. Falcon fans, Falcon fans, Falcon fans. That is the great Miles Garrett on the podcast. Talking Falcons football with us. So please go follow Miles on social media. Uh, I think he's getting ready to start a uh, like a small kind of podcast, I believe, with Victor. I don't want to miss Predato. I believe he said his last name was. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I forget it. I'm it's not Ogandeji, so I ain't got to worry about to, it. Yeah, it took me about five, rewind. six months to get that one Yeah, down, might so. have to rewind. Uh, maybe go back about 10 minutes, I think, when he was talking about that. But yeah. Thank you, Lisa yeah, Shepard. Yeah. Thank you to everybody Thank who joined guys. us for our 100 that's episode the thing, though, of One you know, Time for the Fan. This is this how we do it, 100. Cheers to 100 more. Cheers to 1,000 more. Like, you know, we're going we gonna to get it in, man. We're here for y'all. And cheers for me not being drunk. I should have been drunk. Man. So but, I wanted you know, to talk about that quickly. <laughs> I was sipping lightly with the Tito's. It's not, it wasn't heavy, right? Shit, but I every time sleep. Miles is on the podcast, right, you just try to yeah. you gotta get comfortable and lay back. But then he's I had to get, yeah, I had to get Bruh. Emmy nominated, bro. Because I went on uh, Audio Falcon Mind podcast. Mike was throwing me these questions, and I'm like, bro, I'm too drunk for this shit, man. <laughs> like, 
they get but, you uh, thinking, man. Different platforms. Mike with the questions. Mike and John with the yeah, way they do. Shout out to them. Shout out to Falcons. Falcons Big low country. The way he comes in here and how he expresses his views about the Falcons. How we had Smitty on here, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, so many Falcon fans. Scott Karisic. Um, so we've 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 done well, Falcons Justin. fans, when it comes to bringing special guests. And Miles just so kind uh, for him to yeah, take yeah. the time out of yeah. his day, and he is busy. He's Emmy yeah. nominated. Yeah. I can't believe this. We had our first Emmy. No- I'm selling the show. I'm selling the show right now. Fuck this shit. I'm selling, the show. selling it. Yeah. I'm selling the show. You might get CBS? ten dollars for it. I buy it for you for ten dollars. Yeah, CBS. <laughs> One hundred thousand. One hundred thousand show. That was a show. Shit. Yep. All right. Well, six months. Get my suit and tie. From Sheesh. we go live every Sunday and Wednesday now. <laughs> <laughs> Falcon fans, Falcon fans from all over, we thank you. Uh, Jarnell says, when I'm going to be on the show. When you take that silly uh, The next Jags time of never. Sorry, ass Jags. Get off my screen. <laughs> Get that guy off my screen. No joint practice this year, young fella. Yeah. They take you behind the uh, Dallas. Yeah, still ain't gonna get that uh, authentic jersey signed. He don't want to. Uh, Trevor, uh, what's his Tre- name? Don't want to sign was that like, shit. Trevor you- like. Get him out of here. Falcon nope. fans, Falcon fans. Only Falcon kids. Fans. Kids only. Kids we do only. thank y'all. Our 100th show. I can't believe this time or around this time last year, me and Buddy was starting up uh, doing our 12-hour podcast for the weekend of the draft coverage. Um, and I was I was a mute. I was just like, you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to expect. We're doing 12 hours of draft coverage. We covered first day, second day, and third day. But now we did the first day. <laughs> And then yeah. we just did the draft recap report with, with Miles Garrett. And it's just a good feeling because we're going to do 100 more yeah. shows. We're yeah, going to bring we more content. We should have made, you know, Chase, we should have pulled Chase out that well in Baxley and, and made him yeah. do some shorts on the, uh, <laughs> some more draft recap shorts. <laughs> I didn't want Miles to know that we'd be in, on, like, on like the roasting session in here, but there was some people yeah, yeah, roasting yeah. you in the chat. I saw some people in there. Chase like, jumped in with some roasts. I think. Sterling Wood said something about you had some shingles taken down and Chase wanted to go get him with something. It was a couple people in here. Think Jeff Wolf Ooh, dropped that oh. hair product joke. Oh, yeah, so, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, couple yeah, people yeah, was in yeah. here dropping you one. Maurice Boo Man Taylor. Uh, I, I've oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody put your ones up, bro. Put your, put your ones, up. ones up. One time for the fan. And let me you see them one the emoji emojis. too. If you want to use the one else. or put everybody the actual emoji with the let one up, hashtag one timers, one timers, hashtag the fan club. We're on the way to 400 subscribers, then we're going to be on the way to 500 and more. We got a lot of coverage coming up this year, and we got great guests like Miles Garrett joining the podcast. You know we're going to try to bring as best uh, content as we can to you all. So please, please tune in, tune in. Uh, Wednesday's episode, we'll be back. There it is. There it is right there. There it is right there. Archangel, there it is right there. Put them in the chat. Put them in the chat. Hashtag one-timers. Hashtag the fan club. Put the ones in the chat. One time for the fan. You can join our Facebook group. One time for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been a part of our uh, 100 episodes. We have so many special guests. I think, Bodie, I think we're well over 25, maybe 30 special guests close to the season. We had a lot of Falcon fans. Might be. We had an Emmy-nominated Miles Garrett. Like, let me tell you something. We had Miles Garrett when he wasn't Emmy-nominated, then Miles Garrett when he when he is Miles, uh, Emmy-nominated, and then he's getting ready to go win the Emmy. So next time when we get on here with Miles Garrett, it's going to be award-winning Emmy, award-winning Miles Garrett on the podcast. Can you imagine that? Sell on the show. Shout out to Miles Garrett. Sell on the show. One time Shout for the fan, Justin Garrett. Newman. Got them. Where did Ghost Finger come from? Where does that come from? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, Casper. Signed by your mascot. The mascot signed the back of his jersey. Put T Law on the back. You know the Jaguars mascot ain't got nothing going on over there. Raymond Collins, False Star Falcon, Lisa Shepard. But shout out to all the special guests. We'll be back with another big special guest, um, the Falconator. Yes. On Wednesday, he will be joining us talking Falcons football. He went to the draft. He's Man. now gone viral. Falconator, text me. I will tell the story on Wednesday. Text me at three in the morning because I was up playing Call of Duty. Tell the story now. I was up playing Call of Duty, and Falconator texted me that the Falcons had sent him a message that they were going to put him on the draft floor. He was excited. Yeah. The next morning, he woke up. Less than 48 hours later, he went viral. <laughs> We're going to find out how he went viral. And so let's talk about it, y'all. It was just Wednesday. so organic. It happened so organic. You can tell it just, it's just him. Like that was just yeah. him. That was all him. He wasn't trying to be funny. He wasn't nothing. He just, he, he, he really, that came from the soul that was all of us. He spoke for every single Falcon fan breathing. So shout out. To Falconators, man. I can't wait to have him on the show. He got a lot to talk about, too, as well. We tried to get him on at last year's draft in Vegas, couldn't get him on. Now he done went viral. We get him on in this year's draft. Lisa Shepard says, saw him in KC. A group of us had lunch at a barbecue spot. The Falconator did his thing. Boo Man Man said, tell them to send some gold stars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, on the Facebook, there's a system you can send stars. I don't know what it is, but you can send stars, so. You'll see how it is. That's so Vinny. It is, it is. Oh, Falcon fans, Wednesday, 8 o'clock. We'll be back talking Falcons football with the Falconator. Have a lot going on. Esports. Bodie, any shout-outs before we go ahead and get up out of here, sir? Man, yeah. Shout-out all the one-timers, man. Shout-out to all y'all, man. Y'all, y'all been here. Y'all been supporting, man. You know, been trying to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Don't know. So I'm be rambling up in here. But, you know, uh, Man, just shout out for your continued support. Shout out to 100 episodes. Shout out to that. Like that's that's we 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 ain't said it enough. I don't think we said it enough. This is the 100 episode. I know we didn't go big and all like uh one uh, like uh, out of your falcon mind. They went a extravaganza. They was they had like a like hundred guests on there hundred. They had a million guests and they was on for like three <laughs> I think they hours. still have guests on the show like hey, right man, now. It's still going. <laughs> Yeah, a week later. But uh, hard Falcons shout out, too. shout out to those guys, man. Yeah, they, yeah. They, Big shout out to all the um, content creators. Um, yeah, all of them. It's so many. Um, but yeah, and yeah, just shout out to us, man. Shout out to Chase for uh freaking painting my chimney. Um, I needed that. <laughs> I mean, good God, it was it was rusty. Probably fans. like uh, his drinking water. We lit. We are live <laughs> once again. Thank you. Sheesh. Thank you to Miles Garrett for everything he has done here to help with the podcast. I'm too raw for this four show. Or five times. It is raw and uncut. I mean, it's one time for the fans. <laughs> one time we're fans. You're fans. Know. You know, ain't nobody sign us. We good. We can talk about anything we want to. <laughs> so we'll see y'all on Wednesday. It's, it's a lot going on uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, and we'll be back Wednesday to talk about it. Out of your Falcon mind is in the building. So shout out to y'all for hey. bringing something unique to our community. 100 straight times. I love y'all, boy. That's Mike. Mike is in the building from Out of Your Falcon Mind. We're going to get them soon on the show. We got yeah. Damon Deuce soon, soon coming up on the show. The yeah. Falconators coming up on the show. We got Eric Parker coming up on the show. I'm trying to get Demario A. Scott coming up on the show. I'm trying to get D-Led back on the show. Oh, not back on the show. On the show. So many people coming up here when it comes yeah, to man. one time. Shout out to you, Mike, for just being uniquely yourself. It's going down. So, shout out to you, bro. Way. 
Shout out to Adi Falcon, my big mm. country sports. Everybody's coming up on the show this year. You never know. We might even get the Falcoholic. Shout out tag Aaron Freeman. Let's get Aaron Freeman on the show. Let's get everybody on the show. Hell, let's get Coke Smith and Terry Fontenot on the show. One time for the fan is for the fan. We'll see y'all Wednesday, big. 8 o'clock. Shout out to Emmy-nominated Miles Garrett. I hope we get Emmy-nominated. I'm going to tell you right now I'm going to the show. So one time for the fan. Be back on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Holla. Man, you didn't give me no stock. I should have bought some stock. <laughs> should have bought some new socks. <laughs>